6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, February 3rd. I'm Kelly Reese and this is your KVMR Evening News. Governor Gavin Newsom says the state's environmental review law needs to be reformed. Many claim it's been abused to kill projects certain people just don't like. More ahead on the California Report. We've got your local news and weekend weather forecast before KVMR's Felton Pruitt speaks with Matt Lowen from the Americana Bluegrass Band, Head for the Hills. The bass player shares their latest projects as the Colorado-based group makes their way west, culminating in a performance at the Crazy Horse Saloon in downtown Nevada City on Friday, February 10th. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. Governor Gavin Newsom, in an exclusive interview with KQED, says he expects to collaborate with lawmakers this year on reforms to the state's environmental review law, which has been used repeatedly by opponents of development to block construction. KQED politics correspondent Marisa Lagos reports. The California Environmental Quality Act, or CEQA, was signed into law by then-Governor Ronald Reagan in 1970. It aimed to ensure that the environmental impact of a project is taken into account. But critics say it's been abused by NIMBYs and others to delay or kill projects they just don't like, and that it's partly responsible for the state's housing crisis. It's perverse. It's, the abuses are legendary. They're just absurd. Newsom recalled the sequel lawsuit in San Francisco that delayed the city's bike plan for years, a plan aimed at helping the environment by getting people out of their cars. He noted that he's already signed 19 bills tweaking CEQA since he became governor, including one last year that exempts transportation improvements, like that bike plan, from CEQA review. But there's more to come, Newsom says. CEQA has to be modernized. It has to be reformed. We've shown a pathway to do it for large stadiums. Where everybody comes on board, we've done it for small homeless projects. Now we need to broaden these reforms. The governor spoke with KQED the day after a deadline for cities and counties to submit their plans for increasing housing production. For years, those plans have been ignored. But now, Newsom's administration says local governments could lose power over development approval if they don't meet the aggressive required building goals. The governor says it's giving those local leaders political cover to approve controversial developments. I cannot tell you how many city managers, city leaders, including mayors, privately told us thank you when we threatened to intervene and sue because it forced their hands so they can blame the governor. They can blame the state for doing the job they know must be done. Newsom predicted a, quote, big year in terms of sequel reform. For the California Report, I'm Marisa Lagos in Sacramento. A lawsuit is expected to be filed by the family of a double amputee who was fatally shot by police in the Los Angeles County city of Huntington Park last week. Police say they were responding to a report of a stabbing in the area and claim they were trying to detain Anthony Lowe, but he attempted to throw a butcher knife at them. Video from bystanders shows that Lowe appeared to be out of his wheelchair when he was shot by Huntington Park officers. Lowe's family says he was wrongfully killed. Here's his mother Dorothy speaking at a news conference yesterday. They murdered my son in a wheelchair with no legs. So they do need to do something about it. Because I do. I want justice for my son. 
The family is calling for the officers involved to be fired and believe they should face murder charges. The L.A. County Sheriff's Department is investigating the deadly shooting, and the DA's office says it will conduct an independent review. A civilian oversight board is recommending that San Diego County Sheriff Kelly Martinez publicly release internal reports on in-custody deaths. The vote by the Citizens Law Enforcement Review Board comes after a report from the San Diego Union-Tribune found that Martinez had reversed course on her pledge to release these reports. At a meeting of the review board this week, Sabrina Weddle said she still wants to know what led to her brother dying from a fentanyl overdose in 2021. We still don't have answers from Kelly Martinez. We do not have the sheriff's report. I'm still here fighting, still here asking for answers for meetings from Kelly Martinez. During the meeting, a member of the sheriff's department defended the decision not to publish these critical incident reports, citing attorney-client privilege as a sheriff's attorney often sits in on the reviews. But last year, a judge ruled against that argument. A report from the state auditor last year found San Diego's jail system was the worst among California's largest counties when it comes to in-custody deaths. A new study finds that electric cars are better for the planet and our health. KQED health correspondent Leslie McClurg explains. USC researchers looked at 1,200 zip codes in California over a six-year period. They found that adopting electric cars led to a decrease in nitrogen dioxide, the dirty gas released from tailpipes. As people bought more EVs, the air quality around them improved. Simultaneously, hospitals recorded fewer asthma-related emergencies. Erica Garcia is an environmental epidemiologist at USC. Oftentimes when we think about climate change, uh, you know, you think more globally and and these larger impacts, but the idea that the changes that you're making within a community has benefits for that same community, um, I think that can be really a powerful motivation for both the public as well as policymakers. She says the adoption of EVs is much less in neighborhoods with lower socioeconomic status. She worries that the communities at highest risk for air pollution could be left behind. It's a ripe area for environmental justice. She stresses that everyone can make a difference by walking or biking instead of driving. For the California Report, I'm Leslie McClurg. Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care. Now with 834 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. Stanford Healthcare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area. Now is the time to donate blood and make a difference. Stanfordbloodcenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. And that's the California Report for Friday, February 3rd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Jim Bennett, Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Catherine Monahan, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Amanda Stupai and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Toven Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Let's take a look at today's local news. 
Over the past several weeks, the California Report and the KVMR News Desk have followed the mass murder of a family in the small Central Valley town of Goshen in Tulare County. This afternoon, the Tulare County Sheriff's Office announced two individuals had been taken into custody for the killings after a series of early morning raids law enforcement dubbed Operation Nightmare. Operation Nightmare included 24-hour surveillance of the suspects and executing search warrants at several state prisons, which targeted 16 inmates linked to the Nuestra Familia prison gang. One suspect, 35-year-old Angel Uriarte of Goshen, engaged in a pre-dawn gun battle with federal agents from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives before being taken into custody. Uriarte was injured and taken to a local hospital for surgery, he is expected to survive. The other suspect, 25-year-old Noah Beard of Visalia, was arrested without incident. He's accused of killing the 16-year-old mother and her 10-month-old baby. Both men have a long history of gang violence and narcotics dealings, which law enforcement initially suspected due to the execution style of the murders and the targeting of an entire family. Beard and Uriarty are both validated members of the Norteño gang, Detectives believe a few of the six victims who were killed had ties to the Sereno gang. The shooting may have been part of the rivalry. However, Tulare County Sheriff Mike Boudreau says a clear motive is still unknown. Tulare County District Attorney Tim Ward says the two men were each charged with six counts of murder and Uriarty is likely to face additional federal charges for assault on a federal officer. This means they could face life in prison without parole or the death penalty, which the sheriff has called on Governor Gavin Newsom to reinstate in cases where children are killed. At today's news conference, Ward said, quote, The fight for justice has just begun. This reported by the Sacramento Bee, Los Angeles Times, and the Associated Press. Turning our attention to your forecast from the National Weather Service, rain has returned to our listening area. There will be a short break in precipitation tonight and most of Saturday before a strong weather system moves through the region Saturday night and Sunday. The system brings gusty winds, rain, and heavy mountain snow. This will create difficult travel conditions with likely chain controls and possible road closures. However, once the storm carries on its merry way, dry weather is expected for much of next week. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight mostly cloudy with a low around 40 degrees. Saturday, a slight chance of rain after 10 a.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 54 degrees and a low around 39. Sunday, showers before 10 a.m. with afternoon thunderstorms possible, a high near 44 degrees with a low around 32. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight increasing clouds with a low around 24 degrees. Saturday, mostly cloudy with a 30% chance of snow after 4 p.m. and a high near 42 degrees. New snow accumulation of 3 to 5 inches is possible. Sunday, snow with a high near 31 degrees and a low around 16. New snow accumulation of 3 to 7 inches is possible. In Sacramento and Woodland, tonight mostly cloudy with a low around 43 degrees. Saturday, rain after 5 p.m. with a high near 61 degrees and a low around 48. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Up ahead, KVMR's Felton Pruitt speaks with bass player Matt Lowen. Lowen's a third of the Americana bluegrass band Head for the Hills. The group, which started in dorm room jam sessions, has been together for 15 years, traveling from their home base in Fort Collins, Colorado, to play High Sierra, Strawberry, Telluride Bluegrass, and South by Southwest music festivals, among many others. 
We are talking with Matt Lowen, one of the original members of Head for the Hills, who are coming to the Crazy Horse Saloon in Nevada City on Friday, February 10th. Matt, it's a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So you guys are coming out now. I'm trying to figure out, I know you're out from in Colorado. I think it's Fort Collins is your home base. That's correct. Yeah, we're based in Fort Collins. And that's a pretty big musical uh, influence in Colorado there. I know a lot of bands come out of Fort Collins. Yeah, you know, we're lucky to have multiple forces for music and community good that provide a lot of resources and support. And it's, it's just a good music town in general on a bunch of different levels. So if we're going to tell people what kind of music they can come out and hear at the Crazy Horse on February 10th, how would you describe what Head for the Hills puts out? Yes, okay. So we have always um, kind of struggled with that because we are a little all over the map. But uh, it's, it's, you know, it's basically like Americana bluegrass with other things melded in. So with some jazz and with some like gypsy jazz kind of stuff, and we'll play honky-tonk a little bit but also more kind of, you know, modern sounds and amalgamation of things that are in the Americana bluegrass vein. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I guess that's the goal, though, isn't it? That's why you play the music. Yeah, I think so. You know, to have fun and to... I I always kind of have a, a set of criteria that's like, if it does it make you move? You know, does it make your butt move? Does it... Does it affect you in an emotional way or in an intellectual way? Or does it make you have fun? And, you know, you try to go for a little bit of all of that and certainly uh, weigh in heavily on the fun side. So on my last show, I was playing stuff off of a new EP you have coming out. Uh, When's the EP coming out? So we just put it out kind of into last year. Okay. And this is the one called Turn the Time. That's correct. All righty, because I saw, I saw another listing where it said something about Say Your Mind, but I guess that was earlier. Yeah, that was the previous, uh, previous CP. New thing is called Turn the Time. And is that kind of your business model nowadays, instead of putting out CDs like everybody did in the old days, you put out a batch of songs as an EP? You know, I, I would say that we're still experimenting a little bit. As someone that has a lot of love for the album format, Um, You know, I got thousands and thousands of records, heavy appreciation for that. I don't, you know, part of me doesn't want to entirely let that go. But if you, I think if you were to pull music industry professionals on what the most effective thing to do to reach listeners is, is to just release music as constantly as you can. So what that means for us is that we end up doing it in a little bit, Try, you know, the, the thing that we're at least trying now is to do it in smaller chunks. Well, records are always nice, and CDs were nice, except they were too small to read for me. But uh, And now it's all downloads is the way to go. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The, the CDs for us exist only to sell to people at shows. And because there is still people that come to the concerts that, you know, want a CD either because... They want a memento of the evening, and that just happens to be the thing that kind of makes the most sense for them. Or because they still like listening to CDs, or they, you know, they still kind of have, you know, you got a car, (laughs) basically, that you're driving that still has a CD player. So we, we do still try to make CDs, but you're right. I mean, there's no real 
reason to uh, to make them other than that. And you do kind of got to, you know, be fiscally reasonable with what you're doing there. So We're talking with Matt Lowen. He's uh, from Head for the Hills, who are coming to the Crazy Horse Saloon in Nevada City on Friday, February 10th. Now, you guys have been around for 15 years. Uh, how has your business model changed over the last 15 years as far as, you know, getting your music out to the people and actually making a little revenue off of it? I think um, things have definitely evolved over that time and things have certainly, you know, COVID threw some wrenches and things. I think our touring model um, has has changed. That's the maybe the biggest thing that's kind of evolved from something where we used to play more in a more kind of spread out fashion and now we're a little bit more um focused with the live touring or the you know the external kind of national touring and you know otherwise i think we've like kind of you know speaking to what we were talking about a minute ago in terms of trying to evolve with how people listen to music because when we started there was no streaming, you know, that was not, at least that wasn't a thing that was like, there wasn't a spot, you know, there's no Spotify. And even up through the first several release cycles of the band, that wasn't a thing. And then, you know, crowd, crowdsource, crowdfunding kind of came into the picture and we utilized that a little bit. Then the streaming thing comes into the picture and that has definitely changed what we have to do basically to uh, to surf that and it's a lot of uh, more frequent releases with you know less um, less songs on the release basically and just getting really getting as much out there as you can at the end of the day because that's what that's the only that's the only way to you know you're talking about bringing revenue in from that side of it if you're not licensing, things heavily which is really only a select number of people then you got to just do the numbers you know you got to do as much as you can so have you guys put out uh, lps you know vinyl stuff yeah yeah we have two two records out on vinyl we have our blue ruin release and potions and poisons is the other one that we have on vinyl yeah blue ruin i'm trying to think what was that about 2016 or so that came out yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, okay, <laughs> here we go. Uh, so we, when you come to the Crazy Horse, I, I assume you bring all this stuff, so you'll have some vinyl for sale. We will have some vinyl for sale, yeah. Blue Ruin, I think, is sold out. We might have a couple to bring if somebody needs one. But uh, yeah, we got Potions and Poisons on vinyl. We have, our, uh, <laughs> we have a Greatest Hit release on cassette, and that is a cassette-only release, the only way you can get it is on tape. So we'll bring um, we'll bring some of those. That's probably exciting to a few people who still only have cassette decks in their car or their truck or whatever. See, that's how I sell. I mean, that's what I say at the show is always who out there has a has a truck or a Jeep, right. <laughs> you know, or something that only only has a tape player. When you guys are on stage, what what brings the joy to you playing? You know, it's yeah i guess there's a twofold answer to that one is the connection to the guys on stage or the people on stage and our 
mutual connection to the song that's happening. So I always get a lot of joy, you know, as a bass player from my foundational kind of role in making the song happen, both in a harmonic way and, you know, in a kind of kinetic way. There's that. And then there's like the, the joy of being with your, you know, your comrades and friends and people you're in that with. And then there's the, the kind of external thing of connecting with people that are connecting with the music. And I guess, you know, I don't know, take this as you will, but I was, I've never been one to be super motivated, like by the crowd necessarily like in terms of I need to go out on stage because I got to get my like fill of crowd energy or something like it's always it's I guess it's more nuanced and it's more about the music and communicating that and when people engage with that that's really really cool on you know off level and sometimes you see like kids and old people and you know it's one of those things that can kind of span like all all your demographic uh, categories. <laughs> You're out on tour right now with the Stillhouse Junkies. Tell people about them. Oh man, I'm so glad you brought them up because I was going to have to. If you didn't, because they're so great. They are a trio based in Durango, so they're kind of like southwestern Colorado, which is a whole different part of Colorado, a whole different vibe. They've been uh, kicking up dust, literally and figuratively. For a few years here, uh, really excited to get on some shows with them. Their uh, string band bass, uh, uh, someone, they kind of do a little multi-instrumental thing. Like there's a fiddle player, there's a guy that plays guitar, mandolin, a bass player that plays a bunch of instruments. They're stylish. They're cool. We're looking forward to playing with them. Well, we're looking forward to seeing both of you guys come. We've been talking with Matt Lowen from Head for the Hills. They'll be playing with the Stillhouse Junkies at the Crazy Horse Saloon in Nevada City on Friday, February 10th. Matt, we uh, look forward to having you come our way. I am really looking forward to it. Thanks for having me today, Felton. We'll see you then. That's our newscast for this Friday, February 3rd. Visit us online at kvmr.org and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. KVMR gets support from generous listeners like you and The Pizza Joint, offering a variety of New York-style pizza specialties, prepared with fresh ingredients by the slice or pie, plus salads, pasta, and local beer. Open daily, Commercial Street, Nevada City. ThePizzaJointNC.com And HBE Rentals, since 1994 offering equipment rentals for contractors, homeowners, and businesses. Open daily and reminding listeners equipment rental is an environmentally sustainable option. HBE Rentals information at gohbe.com. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Have a great weekend.